0: We all know the story by now. Tesla qualified to be added to the S&P 500 a couple weeks ago when they posted their fourth consecutive quarter of profitability. They'd already checked the other boxes, liquidity requirements, market cap requirements. Now we're just waiting for the S&P's secretive index committee to decide if they think it's time to add Tesla to the index. They meet monthly, so it could happen soon, but their next official quarterly rebalancing meeting is scheduled for next month, September 18th to be exact. So whenever they do decide to add Tesla, they won't necessarily even tell us immediately they they usually do that precisely at 5 15 p.m eastern time five trading days before the company is added but they could do it anywhere from four to 10 days before they can really do whatever they want meaning it's quite possible that tesla won't be added until sometime in 2021 But it's a pretty sure thing that it will be happening at some point in the relatively near future. So today on Dumb Money Live, our thoughts on the S&P 500 effect. How much has already been priced into the stock? Will this be the wildest trade ever? We're sharing everything we expect to see when Tesla hits the S&P. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McClain. Streaming live on YouTube, we are dumb money.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands.
2: Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech,
1: all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
0: Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. This is, uh, this is a big show. I don't have anything else to sure, say. This is done. a big show. Are you guys... <laughs> you guys
2: ready for this (laughs) it's a big big show no this this is
0: actually i've been i've been excited about this um you know i'm i went from thinking tesla is an overpriced hyped up stock to being the more i learned about tesla the more excited i am about it and you know this this whole s p 500 effect there's 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 You know, both sides, and we will cover both sides, but I just see a lot of things that will lead to this. But before we get into that, we do have to remind you a few things. We need to wake up the YouTube algorithm by uh, smashing the like button. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Uh, And have have you smashed yet, Chris?
1: I just did it. I did it on my phone (laughs) just now. Um, Yes, I'm there, man. Perfect. Uh, Dude, not just smash the algorithm, Dave. people need to subscribe and then hit that bell because if you don't you will not know about next week's episode when it yeah. airs which i just i just, I just found out that even our even cool our
0: friends are having a hard time getting those notifications so it's you you not only have to turn the bell on you have to set it to all and you have to make sure your phone is set up to allow notifications from YouTube. And then even then it's kind of a crapshoot. So also follow us on Twitter because I've I tried to remember to push the button to uh, let let everyone know that we're on there as well. And that links to this show. And so just do, do all you can to make sure you don't miss an episode of Dumb Money Live.
1: And, and you don't want to miss next week's episode because if you haven't, I'm sure you guys have, have heard the Teledoc, uh, I mean, Lavongo, sorry, I don't want to mispronounce it. Tel, Teledoc Lavongo deal. Um, yeah, for Dumb Money fans, you guys know that we are very close with Chase Feiger, Dr. Chase Feiger, who is maybe the predominant expert on uh distance medicine what do you call it i mean not distance medicine what do you what what's, Tell what's medicine, telehealth telemedicine telehealth. <laughs> and uh, virtual health is another uh key phrase that he used yeah virtual health and he wrote uh a piece for forbes yesterday if you just google forbes Teledec, uh teladoc jeez what is wrong with me today i need to wake up Teledoc lavongo chase figer Um, You'll see his piece on Forbes. It was incredible. Uh, Let me just say this. He has a very strong viewpoint on this merger. And I made a trade based on, uh, you know, not just Chase's article, but a conversation that we know all of us, the three of us, had with Chase yesterday. And we're going to bring him on the show next week. He will be our star guest, our star telemedicine guest next week to break down this uh, this teledoc. Merger, um, and he thinks it's a big, big deal, guys. I mean, he think, he thinks the market is just getting it all wrong. Yeah. Uh, this I Flivango think it's a big, big deal So that'll be next week.
0: Yeah, that's. I I can't wait for that. Are we going to do that on, on Monday? Unless there's some crazy breaking news over the weekend.
1: I, I, I think if he can, as long as he can do it, he's pretty busy. If he can come join us on Monday, let's do it on Monday. Um, but that's why you have to hit the bell because you just never know. Sometimes we delay these episodes. Sometimes yeah. we pull them forward. Uh, guys. A lot of earnings were out this morning. I know we're going to get into the Tesla thing in a minute, but I want to go over what we're going to hit on the second half of today's episode. Uh, If you're following Dumb Money, if you've been following us since February, Dumb Money Live since February, you know uh, that one of our biggest picks of the year, my third largest holding, um, is Vista Outdoors. And they crushed it. Guys, did you see Vista this morning? They absolutely crushed it. Uh, Stock's doing well, and that's great and everything. We're going to talk about Vista Outdoors, but we're also going to talk about FLIR, which is like my fifth or sixth biggest holding. Um, It is a a medium, low to medium conviction trade for me, Um, and I've been warning people on our Discord channel all week, hey guys, here are the risk factors that you might not be thinking about, so just be aware of these risk factors. Uh, sure enough, uh, they had earnings this morning. They were good. They were solid earnings. Stock pulled back massively. It's down roughly 10% right now. We're going to talk about why I think it's down uh, later in the earnings call. We're also going to talk about Roku. Dave, did you miss this? Roku earnings yet yeah, last night?
0: Uh, no, I, Great I, earnings. Yeah, pulled back I, a little I bit. I, yeah. I couldn't figure out what was going on with my uh, portfolio this morning, and then I figured it out <laughs> when I looked at <laughs> my uh, my Roku holdings.
1: We'll discuss what, what happened to Roku as well. So um, all that coming up in the second half of today's episode. So you want to stick around? Um, by the way, I have some housekeeping stuff I want to talk about real quick. I um, this is great. You came prepared. One, I, I did, man. <laughs> I did. Well, I you know up late, early, or, uh, up uh, up late, up early too this morning. Just catching up on stuff. I I came to a couple. Uh, I don't know what do you call. Them? revelations like, like a couple whoa where's my screen i'm out
0: no you're still here we can still see right, you
1: That's there all right you're out you're out my screen okay so a couple a couple big things that i came up with this morning um one is on my books you know i've been talking about mailing those books out for like 9 months now and i feel so terrible we have about a 1000 people who requested books uh, this is my laughing at wall street book. It was printed 10 years ago. I have yeah. about a thousand of them in had, the warehouse. We had to shut
0: down the form because we hit the point where we had more requests for <laughs> books than we have books. And we also know that Chris isn't leaving the house. So we've had a really hard time getting those in the mailbox.
1: <laughs> so, you know, me, so when that stuff happens, it just sits on me and I cannot stop thinking about it. And I feel so bad and even more than feeling bad about not getting the books out. I feel sick to my stomach that I'm paying 200 bucks a month for a storage facility to store those books. You realize that I'm in like $10,000 on those books, storing them over the last eight well, years, yeah, nine years. Like it... so
0: you bought those so that you could give them out like when when the book first came out and you haven't been able to give them all away yet. But you had a whole storage facility just for the books.
1: And I have to give them away. I have to get rid of those books because I'm moving on uh, beyond that book to something way bigger uh, later this year that people will find out about uh, later this year and dumb money uh, into next year. But what I'm going to do, I made a decision yesterday. I want to pay someone local to take those books to take this whole stamps.com th- – I mean, they don't even need to use stamps.com because they could probably go to- – they're probably not as freaked out as I am about going to the post office and mailing these things. I want to pay someone to take the books, to put them in the envelopes, to print out – we'll just send them the Excel spreadsheet. They can go through the spreadsheet, get rid of all the foreign addresses, which we don't mail to. Have you
0: um, have you Do- looked at uh, TaskRabbit or anything like that? That's what I would Well, I was
1: going to – I was going to do that, Dave, and I thought should before I go on Task I know we have some local members of our community. I was going to pay two dollars a book for processing. Right, so we have a thousand books, roughly. I, I don't know, about a thousand books. I was thinking I would pay two dollars a book processing. So it's a two thousand dollar project for someone. Maybe there's someone local here in Dallas that is a fan, that is a follower who would love to have two thousand bucks to invest in. Our next big, their next big pick, right? Lever up, man. Turn that 2K to 20, right? That's what this is all about. Um, It's like free money. They can do it on the side. If someone is watching this show right now and is local to Dallas, it's a lot of work, guys. This is not easy. This is heavy. You're going to need to have an SUV, uh, maybe make a couple runs or get a pickup truck for the day, rent this thing and do a run, you know, and and take these books back to your house. You're going to have to then package them in these envelopes. You're going to have to put our stickers on them. Uh, it's a pain in the butt, okay? But two two bucks a book, two thousand. You can probably get this thing done in a day, quite honestly. A day of a day or two of work, so of just solid work. Uh, if you're interested in doing that, e- what email me, e- Chris at dumbmoney.tv. Email Chris at dumbmoney.tv TV and let me know for two bucks a book. If you if you have a truck or you want to rent a truck, if this is worth doing for you. And then everybody's gonna get their book that they've been waiting for for like seven months, right? So that was my first big thing. Um, and second, man, dude, I I have been thinking about this for so long. It's a merch concept, all right, and it's merch that I want. I want it so bad. I want it so bad, and it just I can't buy it anywhere. Okay, <laughs> dumb money is going to launch. The greatest ever hashtag merch concept ever. Okay. So, guys, I don't want to like release all of it right now. I just want to let you know it's coming. Dave, Jordan, I'll talk to you guys about it after the show. I want it to be a surprise for our community, but I can get, I, I'm getting to know our community. I'm telling you, they are going to freak out they are going to love this merch concept and we're going to do it in such a way where we're you know we don't make money off merch man that's not what this is about it's about giving you the greatest merch in the world if you're like us man and you just live and breathe these trades like this is going to be the greatest way ever to memorialize the greatest trades of all time whether they came from dumb money or from somewhere else Um, if you have passion and piton it's going to be the best darn piton merch you have ever seen in your life This is going to be the greatest <laughs> vista outdoors merch you've ever seen in your life it is coming to dumb money soon so keep an eye on our merch channel what is our merch uh it's on it's on the
0: screen ahead. you can't see the screen today that something happened with the program feed back to to uh, to skype but everybody else can see dumb money.tv slash merch is where you go if you want to see our current merch and this new um Ticker specific merch will be coming soon to a uh, to to this very website. And oh, look at this. <laughs> it, They're giving us 10% off if I just give them my email address. So we, we did move our merch store from uh, this independently hosted thing that I was dealing with all of the customer service inquiries. And when something didn't get shipped, I got an email and we didn't have enough markup to cover both the... Uh, the processing fee and the credit card fee and the, like the shipping was calculated wrong <laughs> in some foreign country, so I ended up paying for a lot of uh, unnecessary merch expenses. But let me get this out of the way a little bit. We do have the cruiser. Got a cruise uh, shirts. We have, with the we have two versions of the dumb money uh, logo. We have the dumb money live. We have the dumb money uh, small logo in a circle. I don't know why this hey, is uh, not scrolling. Also, but Dave, Dave yes. I
1: um. I Venmoed some money last night to uh, Leon, okay, Uh, a few hundred bucks, uh, designated for merch for people that are great contributors in our Discord channel. If you're not part of the Dumb Money Discord channel, you got to join Dumb Money Discord. It's the greatest intelligence community in the world for investing, especially especially for social art investors. Um, so Leon is going to pick a few people. He's, he's kind of our original first uh, moderator for our Discord channel. He's going to send them some free merch, which is really cool. And we're going to do this from time to time. If you're in Discord and you're surfacing great investment ideas or you're providing awesome vetting, I mean, there's a guy in there, guy, gal, who ca- basically came up with a mini version of ticker tags. Jordan, have you seen this on our Discord? He's essentially recreated ticker tags just for our Discord channel. Yeah. I mean, he's actually tracking mention frequency of words like Peloton, Peloton, by, right? Like just tag combinations. It's and awesome. he doesn't have a lot of history. And I don't know how the hell he's doing it, quite honestly, without having access to the Decahose like we did. But he's doing can, it.
2: <laughs> there are You can use the API um, in limited fashions and you can you can hobble stuff together uh, it, it would never be as big as ticker tags is but you could you could you could get a sample so that's For pretty sure. cool so yeah, if you want to be cool.
0: in, if you want to get in on this discord channel and you're not already in you can get an invite by going to dumbmoney.tv/discord um, and as long as we're talking about all the things that you can do with uh, dumb money do we want to talk about the um the event that we're doing tonight the crypto
1: i do I do, but before you get into the event, there's one more thing on Discord that's really important. Um, people have been asking for this, and I delivered it, so I want to make sure that everybody knows this. Um, everyone, You see ticker tags. We talk about ticker tags, our old company, all the time. Uh, people always ask about, hey, do you have any case studies, even from the ticker tag days? Um, do you have anything that would allow you know, someone to really dig in deep on social ARB methodology, on strategy, on kind of how it really works, how institutions are using it. And so there's an area called research tools in our Discord channel. And Jordan, I don't know if you know that I did this, but I uploaded Um, A couple things. One, I uploaded a ticker tags predictive insights presentation and a performance of ticker tags data. So we had um, a presentation of about, I don't know, two or three dozen uh, social ARB case studies back from the ticker tags days. Is that that
2: the one that I did at um, Thomson Reuters? Um, when you – uh, remember, you hurt your back or something and I had to go – Yes. No, 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 no. Stuff. You
1: pulled some of these examples into yeah. that presentation. Yes, that, that was an awesome. I, I usually would do – I was usually the front man for ticker tags. I would do the marketing, all the speaking engagements. But then I injured my back so bad I couldn't get up from my bed. And I called Jordan one night and I said, Jordan, you've got to get on a plane tomorrow and fly to New York because – Thompson Reuters was a big investor in ticker tags, and we had been planning this co-op with them for six months, and we couldn't—I couldn't bail on them. So, Jordan, have you ever spoken in public at, th- at that degree before, ever? No, ever? no I'm not. A, I'm
2: not a public. Sp- I'm not you. I'm not. I don't get a <laughs> crowd. Like, I mean, I can. I love it. it. But, but the thing is, I didn't like. I didn't really have. I didn't understand the format of it, and so I felt like I did really well until I got to the Q and A at the end. And then it was a disaster.
1: <laughs> so we, we threw our engineer, our chief engineer and co-founder, Jordan, up there with no preparation in front of half the hedge funds on Wall Street to talk about ticker tax and he had a field question. That was awesome. But listen, if you go to this research tool section, Discord, this is very serious, and we'll get into the show in just a minute, guys. If you go there, um, you will see some really robust uh, you know, uh, case study work on social arb. Uh, analysis that we did at Ticker Tags, and it's something that I've been wanting to share with the community. Now you have it, so you know, go there, spend some time, spend a few hours studying those case studies, and it's really important if you want to really understand how this works. Now you don't have access to Ticker Tags per se, but there's workarounds. Like the methodology, it's important to understand how it works, and then you could figure out how to get there using different tool sets and using Twitter Direct. And we could talk about that in another show. But Dave, yes, the crypto conference. Has there ever been a crypto conference? Uh, partnered with a bunch of guys that don't trade crypto at all. I'm like, we've resisted crypto <laughs> so much. Like, that's what's going to make this interesting tonight because we're going to be asking questions, and we are not crypto fanboys by any means. So, like, this could get ugly tonight. I don't yeah. know. This could this could be fun. It could get I'm, ugly. I I feel think like I've got
2: some hot sports opinions about crypto, and I feel like I feel oh, like that's going to be fun.
1: I I'm going to no, get torn apart by Leon. I can't wait. Oh, uh, this is this, this is great because Leon has been trying to push us into crypto for like six years, right? Five, six years, and and he, you know, we used to Leon, we used to work with him every day, and we're like, ah, Leon, we're not doing this crypto stuff, man. We don't get it. I don't understand it. It's not for me. I think it's crazy. I think it's insane. And yeah, we dipped into it for a little bit, and then we got out. But like, he's pulling us back in. Who knows? Maybe this is the right time for crypto. Maybe we should open our eyes for crypto. Maybe tonight is the night. Maybe tonight's the night that dumb money's like, ah, crypto's our new thing. I don't know. We'll see. Jordan, or, was, what is this thing, Dave? Jordan was or asking me
0: just this yeah. morning, hey, uh, do you have any gold? And I said, no, no, my gold is crypto. I do have a crypto portfolio that I recently, with, uh, with Leon's help reallocated everything to a Bitcoin ethereum portfolio but I'm the first to tell you I I'm not a I don't know crypto I mean I know what it is I know how it works I know the theory behind it I get it as a as a uh, you know lim, an, an kind of a, an asset that has limited uh, availability and so because of that the scarcity uh, drives up the price and so that is instead of gold I don't want gold bricks in my basement or a gold ETF I'm just that's my crypto.
1: All right. Well, we'll debate it tonight. We'll talk about it. We're going to learn. It's a free um, we'll online on. event.
0: If you want to sign up, you could just go to uh, dumbmoney.tv/crypto talks. Uh, there's an Eventbrite uh, page for you to sign up, uh, get registered, and you can then uh, see all three of us as a part of this. We'll be on kind of uh, near the beginning before the uh, before the actual crypto experts get involved. <laughs> I think <laughs> we we're asking. Not I think we're talks. asking questions, though. I think we are the ones asking some. The hard-hitting questions, and I, and I can't I'll, wait to hear it, I, I got
1: questions to ask. I could ask questions all day <laughs> long about crypto. All right, I'll poke holes in crypto and, and see what they have to say. I mean, I, I think it will be a lot of fun. No, I, I, I'm i going to come tonight with an open mind, a very open mind, because I, I do have a more open mind today than I did two years ago about crypto, um, and I will do that. It will be a fun show tonight, so watch that. All right, guys, we're talking about Tesla, okay? And yes. You know what I love about... We're not going to... Today's episode is not about Tesla, the company. This is about Tesla, the S&P 500 story, okay? That's what what this is about. You could love Tesla, hate Tesla. That's another day. It's another episode. We had one episode. We'll probably have a dozen more episodes about Tesla this next year. But today's episode is just about the inclusion or possible inclusion to the S&P 500, which might or might... Not ever happen. Yeah, there's right?
0: absolutely I mean, no requirement that if you meet the qualifications, that they actually have to add you. So
2: no, it's a it's I a mean, committee, right? And so it's a committee, and they they're looking out for the S and P, right? And they want what's best for the S and P for the index. And so and
1: you know what, Jordan, Berkshire Hathaway took year didn't take like years for Berkshire to get included in the S and P. Yeah, because- and by the
2: by the way, they were the um at time of inclusion, they were the biggest uh, market cap. You know, adjusted for today's dollars, yeah. um, ever in, in at time of inclusion to the S and P 500. Yeah, it's still time,
1: half, but still half of Tesla. Half what of Tesla. Tesla is at the
0: yeah. time, yeah, at the time they were 127 billion, and as yeah. of this morning, what was Tesla like? Through 200 and
2: like almost 300. I
1: think. 300, 300 billion. Yeah. So guys, this is you know why I love the, the reason why I wanted to really do today's episode is because, you know, the one thing I always talk about are anomalies. And, you know, and this is I'll go all the way back to, you know, uh, Nassim Taleb, his black swan theory is that the market underprices. uh, This could be considered a mini black swan scenario. Right. They underprice anomalies. Right. So anything anything that hasn't happened before uh, that is 2x or 3x larger Uh, than anything that has happened before like it the market doesn't ever really believe it or price it in they just don't really know how to and if you look through history um if you would go all in on those anomalies right uh you would generally win more often than not you would generally win because the market just is not willing to go above a certain threshold right to price in anomalies and this is an anomaly for an s&p 500 inclusion you can't debate that right so that said i am going to lean and we'll talk about this but i'm going to lean towards this being a big deal for tesla all right because of that i'm going to lean towards yes the whole world knows about it the whole world is talking about Mm -hmm. it everyone's trying to game it right but I still think more often than not, because this is such a big anomaly, the market is still going to underprice uh, its impact, or, or, or you know, kind of just underestimate its its impact on the market and on Tesla.
0: And I almost feel like the people who write news stories are trying to downplay it. The um, analysts, like Goldman, came out with that that uh, report looking back at all of the additions back to 2018 and found that the stock typically rallies 4% in the months leading up to uh, inclusion oh. in the index. But then a month later, the average was down to 1%. So there, it's like, it's like we have all of this, like, anecdotal evidence. We've seen what happens when Facebook is added, when, when Berkshire is added, when Google is added, when Amazon is added. It runs up, there's this expected run-up, and then the longer-term... Uh, but, but longer term, we've seen what's happened to Amazon. So yeah, it was up 4% after hours the day it was announced and then may, maybe shifted back down. But it's a giant, crazy, amazing company.
1: But Dave, that's the problem is that these simple minds try to correlate everything to things that are non cannot be correlated. So they're like, "Oh wait, well history looks, they have to write a piece. They have to have an opinion even if there's no opinion to be had." So, okay, let's look to history. Well, in general, things that things that join the S&P 500, they do really well in the year leading up but then after they hit the S&P 500, they shortly after come down. Well, that doesn't fucking matter because this is not a normal S&P 500 inclusion. So stop trying to make this like something else when this is not like something else. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that Tesla's going to go up on the inclusion. What I'm saying is if it doesn't go up, it's not because everything else didn't go up because this is not like everything else. Tesla's not like everything else and certainly as an S&P 500 inclusion this is not like everything else so shut up. Well shut let's see hey, let's, let's to instead have an of, opinion. Of, it's instead ridiculous of like
2: getting overly emotional about this. Why don't we think about what actually happens when a company's included into the S&P 500? And okay, we know fine. we know what actually happens, right? And so we know that um, these funds have to actually purchase shares, right? Yes. And so we know right. that there's right. excess liquidity coming into Tesla shares as a result of the possible forty billion,
1: 40 billion right? Forty to fifty right. billion. Thirty, so to, I'm 30 say to forty
2: billion, right? So, like, let's say that you're a large holder of Tesla, um, and let's say you purchased it at, you know, I don't know, three hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, which is not that hard to believe because I mean, it was, I mean, it was, you know, less than a year ago it was trading at like three hundred dollars. Um, so, any large institution that had a large, um, you know, Tesla. Position over a year ago is sitting on at least a five bagger, right? Wouldn't, okay, you be here's the problem, for, wouldn't you be but looking for a time to exit? And I don't the time think... to exit is not I right know. now. If you try to exit right now, there's no liquidity, and you're going to drive the stock price down. But when you do it, when people have to buy, that's when you sell, right? And so there will be some people who decide it's, it's time to sell. Because it's it's a balance, right? There's a, okay. there's going to be a balance.
1: I, I can't wait to have my opinion on what you just said. First of all, thanks for saying that, Jordan, because that's what Wall Street says. They say it generally. Gen, I'm gonna I'm, let me explain this. Generally, when a stock is added to the S and P 500, it's it's a super liquidity event. They call them super liquidity events, right? Massive liquidity on one side, right? And when you have a super liquidity event, you're right, Jordan. That is generally. An amazing time for a big institutional owner to exit without causing the stock to go down. But I'm going to remind everyone, Tesla Tesla is a stock that has had many super liquidity events over the past two years. Tesla is not a stock that has been hurting for liquidity over the past two years. Do you know how many days... Tesla over the past 2 or 3 years have traded such insane liquidity that anybody wanting to get out of Tesla could have easily have gotten out of Tesla selling into liquidity. So that's the problem. I mean, People that write for Wall Street and analyze Wall Street, they try to match things with what they've seen in the past because they have they, they are so used to doing it one way they just can't get out of their freaking minds this you can't make a case for a super liquidity event as an exit event when that same company has had multiple super liquidity events recently that so that's no longer that's no longer a a case right including it's no no longer valid
0: including the 700 point run-up that we saw as the short squeeze kind of happened It, it, it went from 250 to 950 Kind of just like that. That's that's yeah. a perfect time for those people to sell, right? Yes. And I think that the people who are in Tesla that big, whether it's an individual or an institution, they see Tesla. They see a reason to be in Tesla, and it's not because we think it's going to have this liquidity event for us to quickly get out.
2: It's- but at a certain point, you have to you have to take your profit, right? And so what I'm saying is, you're sitting on a five bagger. You you had to run up to sixteen hundred. It's kind of settled in, you know, hanging out just south of 1500. Amazing, right? I mean, we're talking still; they're valued over 10 times sales. At some point, you got to say you, there, there's a value for what your sales are, um, and you've got to, you know, as, as a shareholder. And I see. I mean, I'm looking just like a volume chart. I mean, volume is kind of flat to downish over the past, you know few weeks so i feel like people yes. are sitting on the stock price is drifting gains right now it's not really going up anymore and you know i'd be looking to i'd be looking to get out but if i had millions of shares I'd, it'd be uh it'd be tough to get out
1: so here's the thing i mean potentially i don't know i mean yeah, yeah. so if someone got in if, if someone got in recently right in the run-up and now they want to get out Sure, this is this is a nice super liquidity event. That's if they recently got in, made a bunch of money, they didn't want to get out. But if you got in two years ago, three years ago, you've had plenty of opportunities to get out along the way. Um, yeah, I mean, you've to- you've had opportunities,
2: right? But not not as good as the sixteen hundred dollars share price. I mean, you're you're looking at sixteen hundred dollars on, you know, on uh, on potential, you know, a potential sales price. But you know, you can't just you know throw all your shares out to the market and yeah. get
1: destroyed. Maybe, may, perhaps, and that's certainly a, a reasonable bear case going into this uh, S and P inclusion. Look, I'm not saying it's a bear case. I'm just saying that there could be balance,
2: right? I don't, I'm not a Tesla bear. I I love the company. I think the stock is expensive, but you know, at a certain point, these funds have to have to make money, right? And the, yeah, I mean, you know, I, holding a five bagger. I mean, that I mean, you could make some money. If you can they've actualize that, made,
1: they've already made the money, and so I, I, I think for these funds, I think what they're thinking about is, uh, you know, Tesla is now going to be an S and P, you know, S company. Uh, do you want to be a fund in 2025 that doesn't have Tesla? I, I mean, this is an EV company. I mean, in an with an EV future only getting hotter and hotter over the next five ten years, are they are the funds going to invest in in Nikola? Who, by the way, I sold my Nikola shares based on one thing. I want to talk about this right now, okay? Uh, I I had such a drop by twenty five percent. (laughs) Yeah, I had such a tiny amount of Nikola. I bought it because for one, if you remember why I bought Nikola, and I want to remind people this, I bought such a tiny amount. I did it because I thought potentially the success of the stock and the success of the stock momentum alone might lead to the ability of Nikola to raise massive capital and by raising that massive capital they might be able to build out the network of stations um right that they need to build out for their business model to have a true edge in the market and that could still happen. That could absolutely still happen. But I saw a picture of the CEO on a private plane with a bunch of people and he was going on a seven day vacation to like I don't know, somewhere in the Caribbean or something and Yeah, he came off so douchey you, and like such a, you prick. Know. right in the, you know, what, if I was a CEO of nickel right now with what they were graced with over the past few months, just the, the, literally one in a once in a lifetime opportunity, I would not show my face. Face if it wasn't sitting in front of a desk working my butt off 20 hours a day
2: For that him, guy has one job and that's to build the business that he sold dude yeah but, the,
1: but instead he's right? doing you he's we the WeWork story did he miss out on WeWork? work this is post we work are you kidding me sell those shares i am out of that company i will have nothing to do with it I'm, I'm, glad I, I yeah. I'm glad you I'm finally came around.
0: I'm glad you finally came around. I'm pretty sure I made that exact that argument yeah. when when we were talking about that founder being the the snake oil salesman. And I was sh- I showed you a picture of his house, and I showed you that he's a repeat <laughs> entrepreneur, entrepreneur who like just likes to build up companies and then never actually deliver a product. This isn't his first foray into uh, being a you know, uh, a, a, he's not a startup founder. He basically shifted his, what was it? A natural gas business into being, Oh, now we're going to do hydrogen. He he never even did the, he, he's never done anything. And he, yeah. he keeps promising these things. And like, he, he likes to have the, well, we're not going to show you everything yet. We're going to show you just a little bit of it. And then maybe eventually we'll show you some more. No, I'm, I'm out on that. And I must remind you that I'm not, I'm not selling my Tesla. I, this, this is the thumbnail that I put together, Tesla 7,000, right?
2: <laughs> hey am I My, say I want to give you one more so the time I'm Let's selling Tesla back to Tesla okay I've got one more uh, thing to say about balance again I'm not I'm not making a bear case. I'm just making a balance case right And so the balance is that I could see um, Tesla raising money at this level right I mean they've got a okay. inflated stock price they, they could do a secondary offering at this point and again you do it around this time and you're gonna soak up that demand.
1: Okay, first of all, all right, let's just say this. You said snake oil salesman. Dude. i got to get back to this. You did say that. You really did, Dave. You called it perfectly. But I also said at the time, you mean snake oil salesman like Elon Musk? You see, that that's the thing. Like like Elon was the original, right? He was the original. And but so he, that's why I thought, you know what? He's proven all I those people wrong. Invest, I did not invest in Tesla early on. I did not invest invest in Tesla early on for one reason. One reason. Because I listened to Elon a number of times very early on, the very earliest days. And I said, this guy is a moron. right? <laughs> I, I literally said, he's a snake oil salesman. He's more, like, And so exactly what you said is what I said years ago about Elon. And so that's why when you said it again about this dude, I was like, I get it. And I feel the same way, Dave. But I want to put a tiny bit of money because what if... The Elon thing just happens all over again, and I get burned, just like I got burned on Tesla in the early years. And so that you, you get the, you get what I'm saying. I get right? what you're it's saying. Not as simple as that. I get right? what you're
0: saying, but I would I would have basically you know, seen that there are other companies that are developing the hydrogen, the hydroelectric, the 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 hybrids. Nikola is not
2: the one. Yeah, I mean, along those lines, I agree. I mean, and you can look at Elon any way you want to look at him, but he's actually built successful companies in the past, and he continues to um, actually deliver on what he says he's going to deliver on.
1: This guy has built a successful company in the past. He has to, okay? So, like, I don't want to, like, he's done it, he's done it, but my gut... My gut instinct when I saw that pic of him on the private plane, I just, I'm sorry, man. I just, I can't. The people that he was, the whole vibe of it was not what I want out of a CEO of that company right this second. I, ha- I can't be, I can't be part of it, dude. It was WeWork all over again, dude. It's literally WeWork yeah. all over again. So, not going to have it. Now, Jordan, what you just said about raising money, I do want to talk about this. Yeah. Because, Everything that Nikola should be doing should be focused on raising that big money into this ridiculous valuation that they have. Yep. Tesla has an equally ridiculous valuation right now. And now they're yep. going to the S&P. Elon knows what he's doing. He knows how to manipulate this market. Elon
0: I think Elon just it. got two astronauts back out of space. Sent them up, got them back. Awesome. Elon is, awesome. is a revolutionary. He is like the original Nikola Tesla in that he was a genius who had, you know, a further outlooking outlook on the way the world could be. And the original Tesla was unable to actually capitalize on that.
2: And that's got the beat up by right?
0: Edison, so but I'm I'm pretty sure reason. that uh, Trevor is not Edison.
2: The difference between, um, Nikola Tesla and, uh, and, uh, and Elon Musk is that, Elon Musk actually sees that there's a business opportunity out there and understands the science that needs to that it takes to get there. Whereas Nikola was all about just the science for science's sake, right? And he wasn't interested in actually building a business that solved problems that made money. And Elon is really good about making a business, and then that solves the need
1: and it makes money. Okay, let me say this about my biggest one of my biggest rubs with Tesla is. Funding, okay, I know that to, I know that Elon to do what he wants to do. And I know what he wants to do. He wants to do it all. Okay, he wants to have it all he wants to do it all. He wants to do things that you can't even imagine. I get it. It's awesome. We need people like him like that in this world, right? We need and I get it. I respect it. But you know what, he can't do that without massive, massive amounts of money. And my biggest concern about Tesla through the years is that one bad moment at the wrong time. To send that stock spiraling when it needs money, and it all falls apart. So it's really easy to look at stories like Tesla when they're all after they all work and be like, well, of course it worked. But do you know what? There are a hundred points over the evolution of Tesla where it, a one little thing could have gone the wrong way, and Elon wouldn't have been able to get the money that he needed. And there is a significant, real bankruptcy risk at Tesla that people don't understand. I mean, analysts understand. Everyone, you know, people talk about it. It's real, okay, guys. It's yeah. real. So that, that's the downside. But do you know what, Jordan, what you just said about him raising money, I think is a positive, not a negative, because he can do it he, into what? this liquidity, right, into these $40 billion that needs to be purchased. One of two things can happen. Either they can purchase it from existing shareholders or Elon working in coordination, in coordination with this event can say, you know what, I'm going to open up $10 billion of stock in coordination with this event. 30 billion can come from from public markets 10 billion comes from from us all right that's 10 10- Billion dollars, you know what that $10 billion does? That $10 billion actually adds to the Tesla story. It makes the existing investors more confident in it, okay? And so it kind of spirals up versus spiraling down in terms of your faith in the company to do these the crazy stuff he wants to do. You know what? He can eliminate debt, Jordan, with this $10 billion. Look, he I don't disagree with anything recovery.
2: that you're saying, and I think he should do it. I think it's a responsible thing to do for the company. But I do think it could have a slight share price hit, but if he does it at the right time, when there's a huge excess demand going into the S and P coordination, well, right? Maybe he can. And like I said, he can balance it. And I think it's more of a balance. Like I said, I think it's a balance. I don't think you know. I don't think it's going to hit the stock too hard as long as you've got a big influx of uh, share purchasers. I'm just saying that I don't think you're going to see Tesla hit two grand when it hits the S and P. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Uh, but yeah, do you I, I think it's know. going to
2: happen uh, within the next twelve months?
1: I or don't. don't y- I don't. I don't talk about price. I will never talk yeah. about price. <laughs> People know point. that on this channel. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't know because I, I don't know. Uh, but I will say this. Bottom line, bottom line, I think this is a positive for Tesla. Uh, I, would, I bought more Tesla yeah. as a result of this S and P pending S and P inclusion. That while it may never happen. Let's also also talk about this, guys. I think it is going to happen. Why do I think it's going to happen? The S and P needs Tesla. Yeah. come on. The S, you know, and there are people out there saying like, oh, you know, the S and P doesn't want to add Tesla. It's such a volatile company. You know, it could be gone in a few years. Do you look at the junk that's in S and P? Come on, man. You got Carnival Cruise Line. I mean, this is <laughs> there are companies in the, in the S&P that are at way bigger risk than Tesla. I mean, Tesla is the flash that they every need. index needs. Oh, absolutely. You got to have it. This is This is not 2015. This is 2020. You're an index? Come on, an index in 2020, you need to have the heat. You need to bring the flash, right? You got to have it. You got to have it. They know that. They're not dumb. They know what year it is, right? I don't care how old they are. I don't care how like they get it, right? You know that, right, Dave? You got to agree with me here. They I mean, know they need it.
0: S and P is basically just it, the whole thing is just kind of a marketing thing, right? They 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 just put together some stocks and say we're now selling you our list
1: okay I want to tell you a story about ticker tags um, and I won't say who it was because I don't even think I'm allowed to I think I know I'm not allowed to uh, but there are a few big of uh, you know these big index companies a handful of these big ones and one of the things that we got pulled into at ticker tags uh, was oh, yeah. one of the big one of the big companies wanted us to help them develop you know a social uh, index basically so basically this was an index, uh, in, in a series of index funds that were going to be created that would be based on social momentum, right, of, of companies. Uh, and and so there's a lot of different ways to look at that. There's a lot of different ways you can carve that up. And I'm sure that's, you know, all the index companies are looking at now. They're always looking towards the future. They need to be doing the hot thing, right? Like, it, 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 and, but is there anything hotter than EV... And Tesla, the next five to ten years. Well, and the thing is, uh, the
0: S and P 500 is supposed to represent the market, the biggest companies yeah. in America, and that's that's kind of their charter. And if they exclude, intentionally exclude one of the biggest companies in America just because it has volatility, that just doesn't make sense at all. I, I think, think I think Dave, it would, here's it would, the thing. Go ahead.
1: There was a time, though, Dave. When they were a little more conservative and a little more old school, and that's why Berkshire, you know, it took a while to make it in because it was a little bit unusual. They're like, well, you know, this is is this really like representative of like a company even. So, you know, I get where people are coming from when they say that. But again, it's not yesterday. It's today. Yeah. And this is how they think. This is how markets think now. I mean, this is a radical shift in the way financial markets think and tesla's going to be in it it's happening it's happening and i think it's happening soon okay and i think it's going to be a positive for tesla ultimately a positive for the s&p but there is another side of the story guys even if there's going to be what 30 40 whatever you want to say you say 30 to 40 if tesla starts to rise on this it could easily be 50 billion dollars that has to be bought okay exactly so, um,
0: and that's it, the thing, it, it's, it's, the index is weighted by market cap, right? And so if the price keeps driving up, right now it's like 0.8% of the total S&P. And the total S&P is a huge, crazy valuation of $27.8 trillion, trillion trillion with a T. So they'd be 0.8% of that. But if the price keeps going up, what if they got to 0.9%? That's going to make all of those other companies, basically, all of these funds have to sell the other companies and buy Tesla, and that in itself is going to have an impact. And I know that I've seen it going uh, in our chat. There is a very real thing that kind of started uh, in the whispers of uh, the, the deep, deep on Twitter. And now it's I actually made it into some mainstream articles. The mid-cap S&P index, the S&P 400, which is companies that are between like two and eight billion dollars in market cap usually, is where a company will be in that index and then make the jump up to the big time in the S&P 500. So there's a lot of funds, that not nearly as many, but there are a lot of funds that also track that S&P 400. And so those firms basically get to take those shares out of the 400 fund and move them into their 500 fund and never actually have to um, find new shares. This is like the first time in a long time that that they are going to have to find shares and there could be some scarcity of those shares and the, the short interest is, has already dropped down, but it's still way higher than any other big tech company. Right. It was what it it, it was 20 down to 12. I think it's down to 8% now, but Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, all of those are under 1% short interest. Right. So this is, this is a heavily shorted stock still, all, a lot of people got squeezed out as as the stock got pushed up and they, they just had to, had to buy those shares back. We're going to see more of that. We're going to see, we'll see, uh, yeah, there's some people, Jordan does make a valid point that there will be some people and institutions that are like, this is where we have to sell. You know, institutions that have trading based on once we hit certain metrics, we're going to, we're going to roll out of them.
2: Well, and there's, there's volume, right? And so once you get that volume, that's an opportunity because there's not always huge volume hanging around the stock market, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, you know, and also I hate talking about stock price Um, and the only thing I hate worse than talking about stock price is technical. <laughs> you know, I can't stand talking no, about technical. you
2: don't like that. But I, what I'm saying is there are funds that do that,
1: right? Yes. No, no, no and, I know. I'm, I'm talking about something totally different. I'm talking about yeah. something totally different. But what I will say is i do feel i i do feel like 2000 is going to be this magnet remember i talked about this with, with amazon i mean only because you have a stock that's such a retail stock i mean is there any more retail stock than tesla you have this 2000 number and I do feel that that number is like a magnet so if and when (laughs) if and when we get above 1750 right Dave it gets sucked right up to 2000 absolutely Amazon right about Amazon yes same thing happened to Amazon and it when it got up there it just started just got sucked right up it's so weird and it's like it's crazy to me because I don't even look at numbers or stock price but that's not how the rest of the world thinks. And if there's one thing a Robinhood investor loves, it's a nice round number, <laughs> right? I mean, like, is Robinhood is all about the nice round number? How many oh, fractional
0: shares nice... can I get for my thousand dollars?
1: Oh my gosh! Like, I look, I look, guys, at what people say uh, in these investor boards. And they're always like, "Yeah, man, this thing could be tra- should be trained to hunt." Like, listen, I love Piton. I love my Peloton. I love it more than anything in the world. But people, people are thrown out. Yeah, like a hundred bucks a share by end of year. I'm like, they just throw the- they throw these around numbers, and it's just it's so insane to me. Just like when you know Leon used to throw out this. Leon's always been a. Te- Leon threw out. Remember when I called you that day, Jordan? And I said, dude, I think we need to have an intervention with Leon because he bought I, – I saw on his Facebook page oh, yes. that he bought te- – this is when Tesla was trading at like 400 or something and at $380, 400. Dude, He and had Leon crazy options. T- he bought calls with like a $650 strike price. And I was like, dude, <laughs> what is he doing? Like I, I this poor guy's going to lose all of his money. Leon, I'm like full YOLO. Yeah, and I, I was like, what is he doing? And then, like three weeks later, it was trading at seven hundred. I was like, "Yeah, I'm losing my mind." I've been trading since I was twelve <laughs> years old. I've been twelve or thirteen. I've been trading since age thirteen. I mean, this is thirty two years of trading. I was trading derivatives as a teenager, and like, I just would never have thought I could see what happened to Tesla. Like in a million years, like a stock of that size move like that, and these like it was happening. I was like. Whoa! Mind blown, right? And it's just you. Things are different now. Like, and maybe they'll change back. Maybe they'll revert at some point. But you can't fight it. Things are different. There's a whole new generation of investors. I don't, don't want to say they don't know what they're doing. I mean, they have power. They have they have the ability to, in some cases, uh, you know, be the movers on these stocks because, like I said, a lot of funds are following retail now, where that never ever used to be the case. And you know why they're following retail? Because with some of these stocks, retail just doesn't get scared. Like there's so many Tesla investors that it's not like one guy who's putting 40% of his net worth in, in, in Tesla. And then when it drops 10%, he's going to freak out and sell. It's more like 5 million rando millennials yeah. and Gen Zers all putting money every month into Tesla, and they don't care what happens. They don't care. They're just gonna keep putting it in there. And so, if you're an institution, you're like, holy sh! Like, what? That like, they just—they're not gonna stop. There's they're no, not gonna stop at any price.
0: There's no better example of what you're describing than Warren Buffett selling the airlines as retail investors and people on Twitter are buying the airlines, like. The airlines, yeah. th- nobody's flying. We don't know when people are going to fly. And yet, a <laughs> traditional Wall Street guy sold. I'm out. And all of these Robin Hooders and Davy Day traders jumped in.
1: Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how that ends. Like, I, it will be interesting to see how that all ends. I can't wait to see how that one ends. I'm yeah, not- I mean,
2: at a certain point with any stock, you know, I mean, the, just the, the debt load... The revenue like all in the in your earnings eventually matter right they might not in the short run but eventually all that stuff matters and so the price you either have to catch up with your price or the price catches up with where you're at or you right? keep
0: inventing brand new industries that you're going to conquer and decide that we're saying. flipping so the like, switch from
2: tesla but tesla has to keep doing that right and so they have to keep growing they have to keep inventing um and i hope they do it i really do um yeah
1: I don't want to get too deep into the whole Tesla because, like I said, this is I want to keep this really about the inclusion. Right. Yeah. Because the, S&P the bottom effect. line is, yeah, we can love Tesla long term or hate it long term. But there is a trade to be had here, maybe. And the trade is about this S&P inclusion. And yeah, listen, I, I I'm. I made the trade. I went in a little bit deeper on Tesla because of this. And by the way, it's a great time. I'm not a financial advisor, so don't do what I do. I don't know your risk. We have no idea what your risk factors. Don't do what we do. But th- I want you to I want to enlighten you with just some of the things we're thinking about, right? You might not agree with our thesis, but I want you to know that there are different theses out there related to this trade figure out one that works for you do your own research make your own investment decisions or talk to someone about it um, but please don't please don't mirror our trades uh, and so I that's my trade guys I added a Tesla here that that, that is my decision coming out of this I, I I want to be a little heavier in Tesla by the way it doesn't hurt that, we talked about this, Stimulus 2.0 is coming, and I know it's coming, I, I keep saying this, I know it's coming, I can feel it, I can feel it, it's yeah. like right now. So what
2: there. do you think, are people putting their stimulus checks on a down payment for Tesla, or are they
1: putting no. it on the shares? They're buying That's shares not, of Tesla. Talk about this in our stimulus, <laughs> guys, and if you guys haven't watched our Stimulus 2.0 episode, was it last week, Dave? Yes. Our Stimulus 2.0 episode is, dude, you got, I know it was like two or three hours, but you've got, you got to watch our Stimulus 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 2.0 episode because honestly it's a big deal it's a really big deal and it's going to impact certain companies in certain ways and one of the things we talked about was tesla i think i think a test a lot of people are going to go and buy tesla shares with their stimulus checks it's going to happen
0: yeah it has to happen i mean right
1: around the same time as maybe an s&p inclusion how cool would that be
0: it would be uh it would be ideal timing but let's talk about this um below zero zero Uh, Asking is September is the twenty second of September when it could get included, right? Well, that's that's the thing. There's no way of knowing. We do know that they rebalance the S and P every quarter, and the next time they meet to talk about rebalancing is the third Friday of September, which is like September. uh, I don't know third Friday in September. Third Friday is a big, big day in the, in the markets. That's when options expire, the monthly options. That's, that's kind of, that's historically what they've done. And then they don't like send out a press release immediately. They wait until they've decided and they know what date they're going to do it. And then who knows what they do. They, they, at some point announce it usually giving giving all these institutions time especially with something like this i'm imagining they're not they're not going to give them the the typical 5 days they'll probably give them more like 10 days to figure out what they're doing if you if they haven't already started buying to try to be ready for this but we we know that there's going to be trillions of dollars in these indexes that that track the S&P that are going to have to buy it. billions 30, well, we, 30 to 40 billion
2: we, yeah and we know that they they've got to pull some companies in right because there are two companies for sure going out um because yeah. they were bought e trade uh, is gone um, um because they were acquired
0: e trade was in the S&P 500 yeah. they were acquired E-Trade by Schwab so they're going to go one. away
2: yeah
0: uh, there was yeah. another one that i think went bankrupt or something that is being pulled um,
2: Yeah. okay so it's, so guys so there's it, opportunity it, here right and that's that's i think that's the most important thing they don't have to kick anybody out they know that we've got two tickers that are going to be coming in for sure uh, we still. Yeah, I, I I
1: think it's i think it's going to happen guys and here's the thing so it's an obvious trade, right? Everyone's talking about. They're writing articles about it. The obvious trade is to buy Tesla and to sell the S and P. Um, now, here's the thing: the selling the S and P part is a little bit tougher to call because the S and P is going to move based on numerous other things, right? So, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to trade the other side of this, which is shorting the s and yeah. um, I might, if I get in there, like right at the timing, right? Like if it's announced, I could do a quick trade maybe, but I don't, I think other things are going to move the S&P. The only the reason I would short the S&P
0: us... is other news stories, global news yeah. stories, domestic news stories. That's, my, that's my hedge. That's my quick trigger to pull to, to make sure that my, my stocks are okay.
1: So the question we need to think about, though, is this is an obvious trade buying Tesla. So knowing that there is some number of investors and institutions that are front running this trade. Right. And what that means is we don't know how much of the purchasing of Tesla over the past few weeks to couple of months Is in anticipation of this trade. Now, even
0: even in advance of Tesla qualifying, which happened, which was not a done deal. It was not. Analysts were not expecting that fourth quarter of profitability. As soon as that happened, it made Tesla now eligible. So, some probably were anticipating that in advance of the actual qualification. But really. From that qualification point, the stock has trended down from their earnings release. So there are yeah. people already taking some profits. The you know the, the the shorter term traders who think that it's it's going lower in the in the
1: short term. And Dave, that's what makes me feel more than anything that you know there's not necessarily this huge rush of front running this trade because it has generally trended flat to down since since qualifying right um now that said there were a lot of traders including me that thought that tesla would qualify um that that was just we we i knew remember we talked about this like elon's gonna he's not he knows what he's doing he's gonna make it profitable this quarter so he can qualify but he didn't just barely
0: make it profitable he made it far far exceed even the the craziest of whisper number. <laughs> Remember whisper numbers? Is that still a thing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. <laughs> um, and so I think that there was some of that run up to 1500 was because of this. Okay, I think some of it was. But I also think that this is such a big deal. Uh, it's such an anomaly that I'm going to lean towards the market under, you know, n- underplay you know, underplaying how big this is and, and getting shocked by it a little bit, all right? I think I think there's going to be a little bit of fear among all the S&P 500 index funds of getting in late and getting trapped on this deal. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is they will likely pull the trigger on this and get in sooner rather than later, right? Like, they don't have to buy in on the announcement. They could actually wait till after it happens and then buy in but they do have kind of a window of time at that point they can kind of get trapped and tesla is such a volatile stock it's kind of scary it's an anomaly this has never happened before so what i do is i try to put myself in the seat of that person at the s p 500 fund that has to make the decision right the one that has to all that weight on his or her shoulders that has to make the decision what do you want to do in that situation you want to cover your butt right i want to cover my butt i don't want i don't want to get do anything too crazy i don't want to try to play it too hard I just want to say, hey, we got to own this much. Let's make it happen. Let's get in as soon as possible. If something weird happens and there's these Tesla, you know, this thing starts moving, I don't want to get trapped on the back end and look bad. Let's just do it. You know, your role in an S and P 500 index fund is not to beat the market. It's it's to follow the S and P 500, right? Yeah. You're just going to do your job, get it done. You don't care if it moves Tesla up. I like Tesla here, guys. I like the risk reward. It's not a slam dunk. This is no not a high conviction trade for me. But it's something that, if you have to pick, it's enough of a risk reward advantage here uh, that I would say I want to be in on the trade. Yeah, and those so fund managers—they
0: they, essentially their only goal is to, like you say, mirror what the S and P does. So if they if they do this trade wrong, they're going to have this weird gap where their fund didn't actually mirror the index, and that's the thing. Companies when when it meets this eligibility requirement, th- that. <laughs> As the price goes up, it forces them to buy even more shares. So it's like this like causation of a self-fulfilling boost of the stock. so th- there could be the point where it runs up and then and then the the funds and the s and p itself is left like at this higher than natural point where it then comes back down and but it's but by then, hopefully all the funds are in
2: is this is it possible and I, I just don't know how this stuff works. Um I think Chris might be able to give us some insight here. Is it possible that uh, some of these fund managers could go either directly to Tesla to get shares or
1: go directly to other funds to get shares? Um, um, so, uh, you, okay, when you say go directly to Tesla, only if they're issuing shares, right? Right, that's they what have, I'm saying. Yeah. So,
2: like, if they, if they like, coordinate a deal and say, like, hey, look, yes. we, we've got to buy whatever, and Tesla
1: says, you know what, we'll do this offering, um, we'll price it out. Yeah. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That, in fact, Jordan... I think that's assumed here. I think it's assumed that they're gonna do it as just a matter of how much. Is it five billion? Is it three billion? Is it ten billion? I think it's gonna be ten billion because I know Elon he's you only get included in the SP 500 one time, right? You only get one shot at this. So you only get one shot at 40 billion being forced into your company. So you know Elon's been thinking about this all year. He has grant he has plans of things he wants to do that we can't even imagine. Yeah. Well That's look, I mean, billion billion they're, they're spending money right
2: now. I mean, they're building factories, they're doing oh. I mean, they're they're looking to expand operations. We yeah. know I mean, uh, 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 but
0: they're it's- they're expanding operations with what they can afford to do today. If they had 10 billion more dollars, yeah. he probably does have a contingency plan for how much how much do you think he could get out of this? If he, if he could, if they get 10 billion more dollars in cash in their bank, do we open up Three more factories in addition to the three that we're currently building. And which other countries are we going to be in? Do we already have land picked out? Are we are we moving faster on uh, you know, home electric delivery? Are we going to flip a switch and then be a, a full scale power company? What what are, you know? There's so many things that you know you and I have not yet even fathomed that could be. I mean, it's Elon Musk. His brain. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. he might he might have this Mars colony that he's going to start for his ten billion dollars. Who knows what he's
2: going to do? Hope not. <laughs> oh,
1: I hope not. I really hope not. I just hope oh. he stays
2: focused and he makes it a huge car company and in a battery company.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so listen, I just think it's a momentum thing. It's going to be I think it's going to be big, big, big. And I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. So that so that's it. And I know Chris, uh, you don't you don't
0: look at stock price, but we you know, if if you technical analysis that I'm not at all, but I can see like 1600 is kind of this ceiling and 1400 is like this uh, what a resistance point. So the we're, floor,
1: floor, floor. That's, we're right, uh, we're right in the middle I there. That's
0: what they call it. So, um
1: <laughs> oh, I will never talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Jordan could have a conversation about that. I will never. I I
0: it, do not even know how to do technical trading. I like to draw lines on charts just because you know oh, it's. And you know
1: how to do it, fun, Dave, But you know how to do it. You <laughs> make up lines to... and you. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just say this. It, it, it it's only a resistance level till it's not. I mean, whatever, So whatever. I mean, it's yeah. just like yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's resistance till it's not. That's what a I chart,
0: don't. a chart is, past performance is no indication of future, you know, <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything because it's only the part of the chart that isn't filled in, that future looking part that, that matters.
2: Yeah, if the chartists were uh, fortune tellers, then uh, they'd all be, you know, crazy. It, yeah, same same but thing about all, economists. All I, all I care all about yeah. is well, economists.
1: I'm, I'm still waiting, you know. There are a handful of technical guys, I'm sure, somewhere that have outperformed the market to a significant agree degree for a long period of time. There might be two or three or four or five of them globally, Um, but you know, other other than that, I I, I always ask, like, I want to see your 10 or 15 year track record as a technical uh, trader, and if it's great, I I, I think it's fascinating. But so few can show that. So anyway, that said. this is it. That's my trade. Are you guys? I want to ask you like knowing coming out of this show uh, as, a, as a trade as an S&P 500 I, I said I'm in I'm I went in deeper on Tesla. Are you guys Contemplating maybe adding Tesla as part of this trade.
0: I am I already have a lot of Tesla and um, In my new mindset about Tesla you can't have too much I um, so yeah, I'm I'm contemplating either buying some more or maybe just like uh, selling some puts or something. I don't, I don't know. I haven't I haven't really thought through my full strategy here, but I'm definitely long Tesla, and uh, if I could maybe do do something like selling puts, that might make sense. And I know the premiums are crazy in, in options right now, so that that might be my kind of shorter term thing. But long term, I only plan. Here's how I plan to sell Tesla. Right when it hits. Ten thousand, right? Uh, and or or it splits, you know, ten for one, and then hits ten thousand again. At some point, when when I actually am like spending down my portfolio to just keep living, like because this is my job, I'm gonna sell one share at a time. I'm not gonna ever sell my Tesla stock. I'm gonna sell one share and say, okay, that share will will pay for the next year of me living. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um you know what I think I'm going to do uh, by the way I have I have some uh, big news for you two guys uh, first of all Jordan go ahead, go ahead and tell us like are you are you buying? you had Tesla now right you you the no, original Tesla sold. right now no are you kidding me no I don't he have sold. Any Tesla. you don't have any he, he sold no. his
0: forever stock
1: oh, I sold it when
2: I sold it when Elon told me to sell it right and so I told you oh, this already hey, but you you Elon aren't listening when Elon said buy it back <laughs> so I sold the stock. It hurts so bad, it hurts so if bad. If Elon tells me to buy the stock, I will buy the stock. That's, oh, you hurt so bad. Just get <laughs> Did he recorded. not
0: say he to buy the stock when he said we've been profitable for a full year now?
2: I'm, I'm going to tell uh, I mean, you I I what think, I, told... I think it's great, and I love. Look, and I hate saying that I don't own any because I love Tesla. Like I love the business. I'm just I'm not sold on the valuation, right? And I just I have a okay. valuation problem. I know okay, that fine. I know that Chris doesn't get caught up in that. I just know that something has to give. One is either the valuation or two is the fundamentals. And I just, you know, I think they've got to prove that they can grow. Um, All right. And I've got some serious serious concerns about their European growth um, because they're not even the number one electric car in Europe right now. They're like number three. Um, People prefer the plug-in hybrid in Europe because they don't have garages on the grand scale that they do here. Um, And so – Look, I mean, I just I think I think there's some risk going into these new factories being built. One is that, you know, how much production are they actually going to be able to fulfill in Europe? The other one is they're taking away Europe fulfillment from the California factory. And so that means they're going to have to sell even more cars here, uh, which maybe they'll do. I don't know. I'd like to see that before I jump before I jump in at this valuation. Of course, okay, then, let me put
1: it. Let me put it another way, Jordan. Let me put it another way then. OK, Uh I know I – I get what you're saying, but I also know that you want Tesla to be a success, right? You want it right. to be big, right? You want them to win, right? Is that, is that is that true? I do.
2: I Like I said, I love the concept. I love the technology. Uh, I think Adrian's next car will probably be that Model X, which I think is a great car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so I wanna I wanna I wanna do. I just I'm just I'm having a hard time buying at the valuation. I don't care about the okay, share here, price. Okay, here's what I want you to do then.
1: Me. You, oh here's what I want you to do. Yeah I want you to buy a little bit of Tesla stock, and here's why. Even though you disagree with the valuation, I want you to do it for this reason. In yeah. your brain, because I know how you think. In your brain, I want you to go, hey. I'm going to buy a lot of Tesla once I'm comfortable with the valuation. and Some other stuff, the fundamentals. I'm going to buy a little bit of Tesla, not because I think it's a great investment right now, but because I want to support an EV future, right? I want yeah. to support EV future. And, and and then and then. But by the way, if Tesla happens to win and it goes to three thousand to seven thousand someday, you know what? You're going to come back and be like, you know what? I. At least I bought a little, not I bought a little support, the, to just to support it, right? And that way, in your mind, you're doing it for a different reason, and you don't have to like second guess yourself about the valuation and all that stuff. And, and so that might be a good way for you to get through that like barrier that you have of feeling that I can't pay fifteen hundred bucks right now for Tesla because if this thing shoots to two thousand, you're going to feel even worse when your wife is driving that car for the next four years. It's going to Make you physically sick? No, I really—I don't think it will. Like,
2: I don't mind watching something that I'm not in go up, right? Because I know that I'm in some things that go up, um, and I like that. That's great. Um, But I don't have to be in every deal. Right. You, know, you, feel um, you, are, you feel better if you were. You feel better if you were. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can be. I can be in some deals. You can be in some deals. I don't have to be in every deal. Yeah. I wasn't. Um, I was
0: not in Tesla, and when when it was Jordan's forever stock, I had no Tesla. I'd occasionally <laughs> been in and out, uh, but I was not a Tesla fanboy until very recently.
1: Yeah. Jordan helped make me into a mini half Tesla fanboy that I am today. And yet now he doesn't know Tesla. I can't. All right, so, D- so David just told me to put a limit order in for thirteen
2: sixty three. I don't think it'll get there. I'll tell you what, if it hits, if I can get it for fourteen even, I'll go ahead and buy.
1: But right, i buy a tiny bit. How about this? Yes, just but... get ten shares right now. Get ten shares. Of Tesla How
0: right many now? other people are thinking the exact same thing? All of these chartists who have drawn their line at fourteen hundred and put their yeah. order in right there. Right. And, and then all the there. other people are like, oh, I want to beat them. So that instead of $1,400, they are at like $1,410, at 1, 1420 1430, 1420, 1430. Yeah. I mean, so, but, so it's really it's hard to get back strategy. down to there.
1: It's a terrible strategy. Get a taste of Tesla today. <laughs> Taste some Tesla today, George. Chris, get Chris, five shares. Can I tell you five? We're we're oh, selling. We're, I could I could see myself buying ten shares. Just buy it. Don't t- miss get the boat right now on the show. Get ten shares on the well, show. i not doing what that. So Alex Alex Z
0: is just remind Chris. You are overselling. Don't 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 bend over the sales pitch that Chris is forcing you to buy these shares. You want no, to buy like them because you want them.
2: Hold, I wouldn't mind owning Tesla. The only reason I sold is because my buddy. Elon told me to sell basically told me to, to sell the shares. He said they were too expensive. So
1: hey hey I uh you know I, I bullied Dave a little bit a few months ago during that that Peloton earnings yeah, call. I bought I and bought Peloton on the call. You got it. it was you okay got it. And aren't you happy Dave now? Aren't you happy? Yeah, but
0: I think I sold all that Peloton. Well, you sold oh, your Peloton. Yeah, I'm out of Peloton. I don't I we 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 need to have a Peloton regroup episode because I have some things that I don't like about Peloton, and it is Chris's absolute, probably you're your bigger Peloton fan than you are Tesla, right?
1: You, you guys, you guys are killing me, dude. You guys, did you really sell your Peloton? I did. Dave? I
0: sold all my Peloton.
1: Oh God, who all are these you? These short term gains, hate them. Who are you? <laughs> Oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, wanted you, I wanted you to be in this with me. I wanted, I wanted to not have to feel guilty when when I'm crushing it on Peloton and I want to text you or call you about Peloton. Here's the and thing. Now I can't call you anymore because you're going to be like, ah, oh, I sold my Peloton. I can
0: fundamentally get behind Tesla. I love Tesla. I want a Tesla. Do you know what I never want is a Peloton. I never want that in my house. I don't want to ride one. I, I'd rather have a real bicycle and ride around the streets than have a fancy, overpriced so I. thing. I understand all of your points about it being this brand and this marketing, and this, this whole thing that, that people are going to continue to buy just because it's the thing to buy. I'm out. None. None for me. I,
2: look, I'm a cyclist. I love being out on the road, on my bicycle, more than I like being on the Peloton. But I will tell you the one nice thing about a
1: Peloton is you're never gonna get hit by a car when you're on your Peloton. Well and Well, I'll tell you this, Jordan, I would never buy a Peloton. There's like a less than one percent chance I'll ever buy a Peloton or really any of that stuff. I'll be you know me, like I literally I do push ups on my living room floor for during, you know, this whole pandemic. Like I don't need equipment. But here's the thing. (laughs) I don't care. It's not about me. And it's not about me. And you know what really stinks? Getting rich alone. I want to get rich with my friends. <laughs> Buy Tesla. Get back into Peloton. I don't want to get rich alone on this stuff, guys. Come on, dude. You're killing me. I will right, we'll I
0: will make more money in my Tesla than you will on your Peloton. And, I mean, l- luckily we're both going to make money in that together. All
1: right. Whatever. whatever. We'll see. You're just so mad um, right we'll now. you a Peloton We'll do another Peloton episode on earnings day. It's coming and I'll have to reconvince Dave to get in just a little again. You probably will. It's it's
0: not that I'm against being in Peloton short term. I just, it doesn't do anything for me as a product as a company i think the company is horribly managed i think the product is just a fancier version of something you can get for a lower price i think that the
2: product isn't the bike dave the product is the community and the experience i don't get with other the other products
0: i get it i just would rather have a company that i actually like both the product and the community but i like the the product
2: is the community (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly, Jordan. You just nailed it. The product is the community. Yeah. Oh, and Wall Street doesn't understand it at all either. Like it is, it's Facebook, it's Facebook, it's Instagram. Right. It's. Do you know what guys? I was, I was, uh, the the Peloton <clears> Facebook page the other day. I swear to you, it blew my mind. Jordan, you might have seen this. A lady posted a picture of her house and was asking if uh, the community if she should paint her front door. And like it ended up getting like a thousands of comments. And I'm like, this is getting out of control. This is actually spinning out of control. This community is getting so ridiculous. There's only, know, one one thing that kills me. There's only one thing that kills me about this, Chris,
2: is that they're letting their community be a Facebook community instead of doing it on their own app, which is what they totally should be doing. It's not that hard to build a social media on the app you should integrate it all into the experience. They just need to but introduce. You know they need That's to introduce
0: exactly. a um, a TikTok clips. Uh, what, what, what's the Instagram one called? Reels. It needs to be. They just need to build that into the app too. Why not?
1: They did. They add did. a Snapchat they in there.
0: Add a disappearing stories. stories. Add a add a continuous scrolling feed of photos of other people working out.
1: They're slowly building it in, Jordan. They're building. Stra- in, so you know, like Strava, which is what I use for actual cycling.
2: They've already got this. They need to keep working on the community aspect. But, I mean, like, I, I it just blows my mind that, you know, Peloton, which has a ton, way more money than Strava, is behind them on the, you know, just app and interactive side of it. And they're kind of pushing people into Facebook to be, to kind of get together. Well, me- that's together. That's my only complaint. And I hope they get there. Well, let's
1: play devil's advocate. It, 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 it's kind of nice in terms of they're in a customer acquisition uh, uh, place right now. Having it on Facebook actually gets them a lot more exposure. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, I, that's what Nolan
0: like, was saying, too. Assets, you know, it's
2: if They're all like private closed groups, so you really can't get the exposure without actually joining um, which you, you, just,
0: you, you, know. you see plenty of it on Instagram and Facebook and all of the other socials, though not once—not not actually in the group where people who have one are talking, but people are sharing. People overshare their uh, workouts these days because right. of, what else are you going to share? Dances, dance videos, and uh, cycling. Yeah, exactly, I guess.
1: dance videos. Dave. They need it. They um, need their
0: own TikTok killer inside of Peloton, and then I might buy it. Yes, maybe,
1: it would be great. Okay. I, the the up, only
0: thing I like about Peloton let's... is their stock price. And that's not a reason to buy it.
1: That's all I need. That's all I need is their stock price. So transitioning to, I do want to talk about this a little bit. Um, Facebook's Reels, okay? So uh, this is something that I, again, am sick because I was contemplating getting in Facebook this morning pre-market and I didn't. And now I regret it based on Reels. I felt like I wanted to sit back for a couple days and just see how reels unfolds until i made it you know a trade on facebook based on reels for those of you guys that don't know reels is uh tiktok copy uh, facebook uh, excuse me instagram copying tiktok right inside yeah. of instagram that's it yeah
0: the same way, way S- did. the face the the facebook uh, owned instagram stories which now is in both platforms that is their snapchat copy so is
1: that you know why uh, they're good uh
2: facebook is up today is it because of
1: reels yes Yes, yeah. uh, yes, it is, and, and and you know what? Wait, I you don't own like, Facebook, Chris. I do own some Facebook okay. in my uh, rollover IRA, okay. uh, but I don't own a, I don't own enough. I don't own a lot. I don't own enough. Um, I kind of Facebook was up big Facebook.
0: on earnings, and then. Up even bigger once this reels was announced that will be launching in August sometime. So we don't we don't yet know, but we've seen pictures of it. They have a, a prom- promo video showing what it will look like, and it's basically it is TikTok. It's just basically Wait, no, New Dave, reels.
1: it's it's live right now. What are you talking about? It's
0: I don't have it in my app. My app didn't update yet.
1: Oh, well, it's live. I ha- I've been on it. So I guess yesterday. somebody shared me a Reels yeah.
2: thing. You've done a Reel yeah, already? I,
1: so I don't, I, I've, I've never done a Reel, story. but I've gotten shared a Reel. Okay, I'm going to so have to... Uh... My is, like, I was getting frustrated because, like, I want to swipe left, like, on TikTok when you want to see other stuff, other Reels that the person has oh, done. Oh, from them. But, yeah, but you it doesn't let you do that. And I don't know if that's, like, a conscious decision not to, like, be too similar to TikTok, but it, it was frustrating for me, but... Is it is it
0: still a swipe up to skip and swipe back to get once you're deeper into someone you swipe
1: no it's, to like get back? A, it's a little different so no. it's, it's I think it's a, it's a little different it's so you know people can get used to that I want to say something about about TikTok though that I think a lot of people just just don't understand I mean TikTok is not like Facebook, you know, it's, it's not TikTok is not like Instagram. It's not sharing in that way. Oh, I, there's something I really want to say about TikTok. It's been annoying me. Everyone's trying to relate TikTok to Vine. Remember Vine? Yeah. And, and they're right. like, well, why can't Twitter bring Vine back? Like, let me just tell you something. Vine was awesome for what it was. No comparison. The biggest difference between Vine and TikTok, and it's, it, it kills me when people don't realize this, vine was a community of creators okay and when i say creators semi-professional creators like people that did vine were like they were in on building and doing vines right well it's kind and of the same with the tiktok world, just,
0: though like there are people no who no tiktok way. is their job if you if you live no
1: way no 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 if you if That's you if you, if you
0: move TikTok, into man. a house with a bunch of people in la and just make group tiktok videos all day that is a creator Dude. network
1: doesn't matter oh yeah so so TikTok has that inside of it, but TikTok also has a hundred x the number of people that are not every every 13 year old in the world are is making TikTok. TikTok was a breakthrough channel because it was the first time that people who ordinate like YouTube has YouTube creators to do you not everybody does YouTubes, not everybody did Vines, but everybody does TikTok, and I literally mean every single 11 12 13 14 15 year old girl in the world is with her friends doing tiktok dances and putting them out there there are more people pushing out tiktoks than we've ever seen through a social like a content creation category that's
0: also just a sign of the times more people are wanting to share stuff i think that it's just a progression i think that vine was it was a very different platform i think that that what tiktok has is it kind of gives you something to create it it created this network of copycat because it started as this sing sing along yeah. duet thing and it has the ability for you to then take someone's original audio and you do your version of it or once a, you know once one song got a popular dance that hit a million views then there's 10 million other people doing that exact same dance it had this built-in viral component that vine never had vine was a one and done you, there were not a ton of copycat like and there was not a way to like I, I like that dance. I want to see seventeen more people do that same dance, which is what. Yeah, the TikTok other the
2: other difference, and I think the biggest difference is that when you first go to Vine, I'm not so I'm sorry. When you first go to TikTok, you don't have to set up your social graph. You don't have to do anything. You just start seeing really cool content, um, and it's not based off your social graph as much, right? And so it's I a new think social it's graph easy, for you. you get easier access to all the great content without having to like go and set up all this stuff and that's what TikTok did really well and a
0: great discovery it's like their their for you yeah. feature is completely different than i mean whatever their algorithm is which they may have to uh, or have voluntarily release how their algorithm actually works, so that uh, I've
2: heard, I mean, it's an AI algorithm, I've heard, yeah.
0: Well, and it's the, and it the, does a great job because once you watch things, it's just keeps feeding you more stuff that you like and then it throws in a random thing that you also like. And it, I don't know how it does it, but it's
1: the ratio of creators to overall users for TikTok because of what Dave just said, because you don't have to come up with your own thing to do, yeah. you literally just pick from what other people are doing, and then do your version of it. And it being music-based, so you're just literally mimicking something with existing music, What TikTok did, and it was before it was even TikTok, that's what, that's what, it was musically, remember, was it like musically before TikTok? Um, Like, like, it was like, I've been following this since the very beginning, and I was like, oh, it's just mind-blowingly going to be big. I knew it. Like, if I could have, like, invested in that as a pure play back then, you know, I would have. I was so into it. And, like, I'm so not surprised that TikTok has become what it is. It is definitely different. Obviously, Facebook now is stealing it. I'm fascinated to see the degree to which they will be successful stealing it. I think – I want to say this. I think they can steal because here's the thing. Unlike other platforms like YouTube that are, that are based on creators that have massive audiences, right, here's what Facebook and Instagram particularly have. Anybody could do TikToks and they're all on Instagram anyway. So it's very easy for someone who's on Instagram because they're all on Instagram anyway. And by the way, all the people that are big on TikTok, a lot of them are big on Instagram anyway. It's very easy for them to say, you know what? I'm just going to start doing it here. Very easy for that to happen, and that's a really dangerous place for Microsoft to be. They have to think about that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and also, like all the big TikTokers are sending people, pushing people, S- join me on Instagram, and they're getting on Facebook t- or on on YouTube too. Because even though they don't make the same fifteen second short form content on YouTube, that's where you can really build an audience. So I think it's it's a it's a win for pretty much every other platform if TikTok is forced to be sold to Microsoft. And I think that Microsoft I, I, I don't like it for Microsoft because they are terrible at uh doing anything cool. It's almost as uncool like the idea of TikTok on Microsoft is almost as uncool as watching this YouTube channel where three grumpy old men are talking about TikTok. <laughs>
1: hey I was on TikTok before <laughs> Most twelve year olds realize what TikTok was. Did you have I musically? I was I on it back
0: when it was musically.
1: Yes, musically, Yes, absolutely. I got my musically.
0: own I have I, I I think I've uploaded one video so far, but I got my actual name before before it was taken by someone else, like every other network.
1: So, yeah, I mean, Microsoft is the worst combination for partic- I mean it's, like I can't it's think of, weird, of a wor- We life. talked about,
0: I talked about this last time. I can't think of a worse company to try to do TikTok than Microsoft like the the uh Excel spreadsheet plugin for TikTok is going to be uh, it's gonna be a game changer for uh, spreadsheets, but I just <laughs> don't see that being something that uh, that the kids are gonna like these days.
1: <laughs> but i would watch it closely over the next couple days see how reels does and and it will be a great indication for facebook well and we also uh, know that the
0: other competitors like bite and trailer like all these other ones that that existed and were kind of the also Rans, they're getting like a million new uh signups like overnight as soon as as soon as be we heard to that, that tiktok might do, be shut right. down
1: yeah I, I will say this it's, it is really hard to predict uh, when, you know, you have an audience age of like 8 to 22. Um, it, it, it's really hard. When, and that's the main primary drivers behind um, a platform. It's really hard to predict what, how that's going to unfold and the psych- psychology behind it. So I would never be one to say, hey, this is going to be the winner in six months. We'll just have to watch it and see, see what happens. Uh, guys... I do want to talk a little bit about uh, – let's just talk about some earnings. By the way, uh, Carvana came out with earnings. They crushed it. Uh, Or maybe they didn't and they just said they did because I don't trust anything that comes out of Carvana. I said this on Discord yesterday. Uh, I don't want to get too into it. I don't like the people running the company. We spent a lot of years in the car industry. I don't trust it. I don't trust them. Uh, I I think what they're attempting to do is cool, but – I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't Here's like why it. why
2: I'm not. I don't even want to think about the car industry like that. I, I just, did
1: I hate I it. Can't, I can't I, do it. Oh, we, can't do we have it. seen so many companies in this industry that are built on fluff. They bake their numbers. There's ways to put up big revenue. There's ways to basically, uh, you know, manipulate sales to get sales at low margins. You borrow from one end to, to the other end. It's I don't like it. It's a mentality that's in this industry and I don't trust it. Um, That said, if I was going to buy one of these kind of new, uh, you know, kind of, you know, direct sales model uh, automotive used car companies. uh, And by the way, this is an industry I've started in 25 years ago with CarsDirect.com and we were the very first. Uh, But if I was going to do one, I would do Vroom. I've heard nothing but good stuff. Are, you know, we have a good buddy that's in the industry who says that Vroom actually is the real deal. It's hard for me to say that because Vroom is a company that bought Texas Cars Direct and now they're valued at $6 billion. Texas Cars Direct was basically... Just a random a random company that did a really good job buying and selling used cars out of a warehouse here in Texas, yeah. and they were affiliated with us. Uh, we were at you know we sold one of the first software platforms into this world. Uh, Jordan basically built it himself, uh, eCarList, and these were all of our clients back in the day. So the fact that a company basically merged with Texas Cars Direct and now they're worth six billion dollars on the public market makes me want to puke. Uh, but I hear they are doing really good things, Jordan. I guess uh, they are managed really well now. And you bought and you bought some, right? You're not. I bought some broom. Yeah, yeah, I bought some broom based on the recommendation. And you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time looking at them. I don't love. I don't love it. But I hear they're doing great stuff, so I bought some broom. And that's that. Uh, I want to talk about FLIR for a second. because I, this is I just want to know
0: why I soul. can't get reels. I just checked. My Instagram hasn't updated. It says the last update was two days ago, and it's not there. And I there's not an update, manual update button. Is it like only being rolled out on like a limited basis or something?
2: Uh, is it I shared a reel, but I have no idea if I could create one or not. I have no
1: idea. I hear they're really only doing it with like what they have an algo day that identifies youthful people, which I guess I was in. Oh, no. Um, and they just, they just pick, they picked us as the first. Is wave that real?
0: Are, are you being serious? <laughs> no. Because you know that my, you know, that Instagram is going to think that I'm more youthful than you. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, <laughs> um, I do want to talk about a stock that's crushed my soul this morning, and it's and it's Flear. I I have not listened into the conference call. I did read the presentation. Uh, Flear, as we know, their thermo imaging. I bet Dave is so happy right now that he never really invested in them. Uh, here's the thing: they had a great earnings report. Earnings report was good. I think the problem here for Flear and why they're down so much on earnings is I did see a lot of misconceptions in terms of expectations going into earnings. I saw a little bit of it on our own Discord channel, and I tried to inform people that, hey, you know, this thermal imaging is just a piece of their business. And so a lot of the people investing in FLIR this summer, myself included, uh, invested based on obvious traction in thermal imaging for temperature checks, which is going really well, by the way. I think they sold $75 million during the quarter. They have a $25 million backlog. But FLIR is involved in so many industries, from government, which is also doing pretty well, to you know mil- military, to commercial, right? They have lots of commercial applications, which aren't doing as well right now, that they did well, good earnings, solid earnings. You can't ask for that much more, but people saw the earnings, and they just weren't totally blown away, and now they're selling off the stock. Yeah, I think that says a lot about expectations going to earnings, which is It's it's what not it's just
2: expectations, out. right? With something like this, you would think and and I you, I think you're kind of there, it's an expensive stock, right? If you look at if you look at what they earn and what the stock's value that, it's expensive and if it's not a hyper growth company, then they don't need that valuation. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So I think that that's kind of what's happening.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think well, you could say it's expensive, but quite honestly, it's I mean, a fifty
2: PE. I mean, it's you know.
1: Yeah, but sick. I mean, listen, it, it was a lot more expensive before the whole pandemic started, right? But
2: but so, you would think that at, at, if you're going to pay those prices, then you want to see huge growth, right? You're paying like wide, tech wide, tech, wide, tech wide growth, but you didn't, and you're not getting
1: they didn't it. have. They they had the same PE before, worse PE before the pandemic, same growth. People weren't seeing the growth then yeah. and didn't have a problem paying for it. Yeah. So I think this is a matter of people. Uh, you know, listen, there there. It's not a company that does well in a recession. Yeah. Okay. So it, it you look at it, it's it's going to do okay. I think they have to do something really big when it comes to, you know, EV, self-driving cars, you know, it's not EV, excuse me, self-driving cars that could or might or might not happen. I, I, I think they're at risk with uh, the Democrats coming in and maybe winning the White House here in a couple months, a few months. I think that could hit their military business. If military budgets come down, uh, that could certainly hit FLIR. So, you know, it's not, you're right. I mean, it's it's not just a slam dunk from this point out, but it's, I would have hoped that the company would have done a little better through earnings. I'm not, it's it's a reasonable size holding for me. I'm disappointed because this is supposed to be a big day with uh, my big holding, Vista, right? And Vista really is having the big day that I wished it yeah. would have. It's not just about a big day for Vista. Uh, this is the summer of Vista. We've been talking about Vista Outdoors, all summer long. It's one of our biggest picks. It's my third biggest holding behind Amazon and Peloton. It's a seven-figure holding for me. I honestly, guys, I really feel, I felt this way all summer. I felt like I didn't own enough Vista. Even though it's my third biggest holding, the same way I felt about Peloton. I should have owned more. I, that was the the most sandbag quarterly earnings report I've ever heard last quarter. Not this one, but yeah. the previous quarter. Yeah. And it was so obvious to me. We talked about it at length. If you've been watching the show, you've been hearing us talk about Vista every other episode. And it's so great when something works out the way you think it's going to work out because every they're both their business segments are killing it, right? I mean, ammunition destroying it. Also, bicycle helmets, right? How do you how do you lose? How do you lose? Um I said going into this earlier earnings- Bell and Giro, right? Is that who they own? Bell and Giro. Yeah. Yeah, right? Two of the big ones. And I said, how do you lose the only way you really lose on Vista uh, is if they had major supply issues, right? Yeah. And I really couldn't answer that question, but there w- there really was some good analysis on our Discord channel. And this is why if you're serious about being a social arb investor, you got to get in Discord, you got to get in there every day and really got to read what people are doing because there's been some really good analysis on kind of channel checks on Vista. And what was fascinating is that, you know, the the, the uh, one of their big manufacturers that they have for ammunition for Vista was still selling inventory. Now, they were like 12 to 14 days out on inventory uh, backordered but they were still selling it. It's not like it was back ordered a month or two. Back ordered 12 days is acceptable. So they're getting inventory. They're able to ramp up their manufacturing, obviously. They're selling a ton of product. Now, Some one thing I heard, I didn't even listen to the conference call yet, but I heard that one thing that was mentioned on the conference call this morning was that they expect, and this is something that I missed. and I thought I was all over Vista. I missed this, uh, that they expected hunting Uh, to be really big this fall. And that makes a lot of sense. If you think about the outdoor trade, that's naturally going to transition into hunting, uh, which would be really big for Vista this fall with a lot of the products they sell and ammunition as well. So, um, listen... Vista has everything going for it, and it has additional catalysts that are coming to Vista in the future, right? The election is a catalyst for Vista. Um, You know, the fall is a catalyst for Vista. So not only did it crush it this summer with this last earnings, but it has additional catalysts, and I think that's why we're seeing the nice move today. So the big question is, as a social arb trader, what do you do? What do you do for Vista? And I don't want to answer that question today, but I think the clear answer is you're going to start to look for opportunities to exit here. Uh, The story has now been told. uh, The information is out. And this is when you would generally start to exit your position as a social arb trader unless you think the market is um, not... Underappreciating something else that's happening on maybe they're underappreciating the election story right maybe you think that's a better time to exit maybe you think that the fall is going to be a really messy dirty fall when it, the outdoor trade is going to be huge again with hunting and it really will continue to just flourish right so it's uh, a
2: concept there that uh you know basically people aren't going to the office so they're like you know what I'm going to work really hard for three days, knock out all my work, and I'm just going to go hunting this weekend. Yeah. Is that, is yeah. that the, that's the concept? Hey, man, when
1: you're, Jordan, when you're not in the office, you can do a lot of stuff, right? I, yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, it, it, will, it will benefit this to outdoors, no doubt. I'm just, honestly, this is a moment, like if it weren't for Fleer screwing up my morning, <laughs> and it really did screw up my morning. And it made me angry. Like, if not for fleer, this would have been a super joyous thing to talk about. And so I, I, I am still joyous about Vista Outdoors, man. I'm, I'm so happy for so many of the people in our community that did not invest in Vista because we said it was awesome. But they all did their own research. They did research on Vista, quite honestly, that was as deep or deeper than anything that I did on Vista, and that's what this channel's about. Yeah, and I I actually wanted to say something
2: about that. It's like, you know, I mean, we could throw out stock names and stuff like that, and people could use them like tips all day long, Um, but it's really more about trying to figure out and do your process so you can figure out, you know, how 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 can you keep making money, right? Um, And you just need a way to think about this stuff. Um, And I think you did a really good job, Chris. On showing people how to think about Vista
1: Outdoors and how they should apply that logic uh, with their own research, and they're growing it like they're taking yeah. the methodology and they're bringing their own they're bringing their own slant on the methodology and and they're executing on the methodology and they're doing the work and they're doing the research and they're collaborating and they're sharing and it makes me so proud to have helped you know, kind of seed this dumb money community that, quite honestly, this community does not belong to us anymore. It doesn't belong to me and to Dave and to Jordan. It belongs to the people in our discord that are contributing, that are surfacing, that are vetting things like that's who this community belongs to. So our job is, you know, we'll spearhead it. We'll be we'll be the front men for this community but we want to build it and have it be even better a month from now and a year from now and could you imagine the things that we're going to surface and vet as a community the money that we're going to make together over the next 5 years it's it's sick to even think about so today is a, today's a day when we won dumb money wins today fleer side okay dumb money wins big today Vista, huge day. I must also um, remind
0: really, you, the stock that I was talking about in our um, Stimulus 2.0 episode, Wayfair, killed it. Earnings yeah. up three more You're percent right. today, up seven percent from uh, when, when I bought more after that episode. So I
1: did too, Dave.
0: Seven, I did, I did seven too. more percent just after, and that was just adding on, just a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I I did too, Dave. And also, you forgot about, I think, didn't Match come out with earnings too? I did, a match. Uh, did they?
2: That I thought up? Match. Yeah, they were up
1: like 10% yesterday.
2: Yeah. I think. Or was it today yeah. or was it yesterday? No, they're down match. today, they
0: so they've, they've pulled back a little bit. Yeah, but they were up like yeah. 10% yesterday or more.
1: And I think, Dave, you own Match, right? I don't, oh, I yes, don't.
0: I definitely own Match.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was going to purchase Match based on you know our. Con- I keep saying I'm going to purchase Match, and I keep forgetting to do it. I, I, I like I outright forget to do it, and it just kills me every time.
0: <laughs> That's why uh, I during the show the I, I don't I don't take notes other than on the iPad with the pencil. I just scribble down. Oh, Chris mentioned this. I better buy some of that. Uh, Square was the one that I uh, <laughs> I scribbled down the other day. What and, and I saw that was in the news yesterday. How did they do? Square
1: is up like oh, four. Look at day. that uh square killed it man yeah Yeah, that's
0: that that was the one that i scribbled down uh that was your pick that i scribbled down and and i also did i I bought more wayfair just because i wrote it down after i said it
1: awesome awesome yes square was nice and it is nice to see activision come back up uh after you know it it dipped a little on earnings there was a little bit of a uh of, of a controversy did you see that on uh Activision our buds no. over at Benzinga oh I did, were literally I did. just they yeah. were pulling data from I think wherever they pulled data from they made a—I I think they made a, made a tiny miscalculation and did a you know put out they broke the story on Activision with a bad number got a lot of crap for it but you know they came out the, the, was that one of those Benzinga stories that, 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 that basically
0: that, takes a feed of data and formats it into a paragraph and then
1: yep, publishes it yeah, so, so that yeah, they get I out mean, first. Yeah, and so they uh, they made a mistake, and they and Dave Portnoy uh, kind of busted them a little bit on Twitter. Yeah, that's what said. And, and said like, "Oh, you were you guys just doing that to buy it cheaper? You know, in the after hours, which I I think was unfair. You know, they can't. We know Jason over at Benzinga doesn't do that stuff. No, but, no, uh, no.
2: They're tra- they're trying to just get the get is what they see as the truth out. And I'm sure yeah, that. sometimes and, you make mistakes, and mistakes happen. Did they respond and they to came that? Out, did...
1: they admitted to it? Really, and corrected it really quickly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because they're publishing um, you
1: know feed,
0: feed data as it's it like comes in.
1: Bigger, the bigger media companies with billions of dollars make those mistakes every day, and they're not nearly as transparent when it comes to correcting them. And so, like, yeah, these been guys in, in uh, Detroit. We've seen them. They work their butts off like guys and gals up there yeah, if you're
2: gonna if you're gonna jump up, if you're gonna jump all over them for making one little mistake like this i mean come on <laughs> think about how many mis- i make mistakes all the time
1: <laughs> oh yeah you know so they're they're a small company and they and they, they do their they do their best I, I want i want to support them and we're not investing in bazinga or anything like that uh, but it's they, they they do a good job up there but yeah it, it was a little bit controversial of a story, Dave. Uh, what else? Anything else here that came out? Did we talk about I mean, all the ones so that you stuff. talked about at the
0: beginning of the show? Because I, I left my iPad downstairs Roku. and haven't been able to. Uh, Roku take is notes. the other
1: one. Roku. Uh, so Roku came out with earnings and killed it. I mean, it was great. It was a great earnings report. Uh, the problem is. You know, they did have some comments about advertising revenue being challenging going yeah. forward and not fully recovering until post-pandemic. Now, that's not really a surprise, shouldn't be a surprise for anyone. Uh, the advertising revenue is obviously going to get hit until we're out of this, until we're in full recovery. Um, and, and really, so it was a great earnings report, but Roku, come on, man, Roku's up to like 160. So it pulled back a little bit. If you even hint at anything is it even, even slightly... Uh, worse than the best thing you've ever heard in your life, it's gonna sell off a little bit. And that's
2: a exactly- good They pulled back they pulled back to five days prior to I life. know, right? It's yeah. So I think so,
1: everything's fine on at Roku. I, I consider it a huge success that they only pulled back to one fifty, considering, you know, where were they like a month and a half ago when they were at one ten and we've got in real heavy, yeah. we wrote it up, right? And now they're at one fifty. I'm happy. Good job, Roku. Big big win. Uh, even though they had a slight a slight pullback, how about Disney, guys? I lost some money on Disney. I, I did
2: not believe the reaction
1: to Disney. Yeah, just my forever stock, right? My I forever stock.
2: Up Disney, so, like, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, just the stuff that I've owned for a long time. Um, but I was surprised. I
1: I actually thought about buying some puts on Disney. Um, just to, I did. you, know, oh, I you did had I puts. Bought, I, I bought. I bought some puts. But I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to like have the whole community thinking that they should be buying puts yeah, on sure. Disney um, because it was such a speculative trade. And even when I bought the puts, I thought, you know what? I'm probably going to lose money on these, and uh, the reason why I thought that is because I was like, Disney's going to figure out a way to win this earnings. I don't know how, but they're going to figure it out. And sure enough, they did figure out a way to win yeah. somehow, some way. I mean, that 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 streaming number—they have what 55 million, fit between that's and the only. Million. That's the only good
2: news. It was in that whole that I'm, I'm well, just well. They, so they also. They also.
0: It kind of corresponded with them uh, announcing that they were going to have Mulan actually come out, uh, not just not on Disney Plus, but available for purchase if you are a Disney Plus member. And unlike traditional rentals where you pay, it's like $30 for a day and date first new release. uh, But then as a Disney Plus member, it's now in your library. You can continue to watch it if you continue to pay your subscription. which is kind of cool. So so it's a new, it's kind of a new model for releasing a new movie into a streaming platform that is kind of a hybrid between buy it and own it forever and rent it and watch it within 24 or 48 hours. By the
2: way, are we going to start to see stuff like this? I mean, I know we, so we delayed, look, I'm really upset about this. They delayed the Top Gun release because, you know, movie theaters aren't open. It kills me. I want to see that movie so bad. Um, is this going to be a new model? Um, Could, you know, could we start seeing more direct releases with uh, with these movie studios? Uh, Jordan, you're studio teasing. Things, you're yeah.
1: teasing our. Uh, we're gonna do a show on this. Well, we're literally we? gonna do an entire. Yeah, we're doing an entire show. Well, tell on me the about it. Sort over of Yeah, yeah. Well, we I, we just I I don't know. I I kind of decided. I just decided. Well, I mean. It makes sense, right? We gotta do an episode on this. There's too much going There's on. So we it, about so future. much is
0: changing. It's it's an industry. It's an industry that it will change for forever. And right. keeping people out of movie theaters for an extended period of time, and at some point, you're going to forget what that experience was like. And it's going to, it, it's going to be one of those nostalgic things. Like remember when you used to have to drive your car yourself, and and you just weren't taking places automatically. Remember those days? Barely. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those Barely. kind of. We don't know when it's going to happen, but there will be a time when you look back at going to a movie theater, like something
2: that you used to do in the olden days. The only downside is that, you know, I think uh, the movie theater date was always really fun when you were in high school. But now that I'm an adult, I'd rather not go to the theater. I'd rather just watch the uh, I'd rather watch a show at home. But
1: uh, Well, you know what they say about change. When there's change, there is opportunity. Yeah. And that's what we do on this channel. We trade change. That's exactly what we do. So anytime there's change, we're going to connect the dots to how that change can be monetized as investors, whether it's public markets, whether it's startups, private companies. Um, That's literally all we think about. That's where we start and that's where we end. So we will do an episode on the future of Hollywood. uh,
0: I I just looked, I I don't follow them, but AMC stock, um, their earnings come out apparently after hours today. Because they, they, it says Ooh. August sixth, and it uh, doesn't yet have a, a number next to it, so I'm guessing it's after hours today. That should yeah, be it,
1: a big disaster. Well, yeah, but is there anything that they can say? <laughs> that's what that I, you know, neg- is, that would be negative that people aren't already expecting that. That's what you have yeah, to think of. Right? Everybody
2: knows you can't go to movie theaters right now. So what? What else is there to know? Yeah, well, and uh, well,
0: the expectation is a four thirty-four loss, right? So yeah. Maybe it doesn't move the stock. Maybe there's actually an upset. Maybe they'll announce some partnership. I think AMC should be a streaming brand, right? They they should be, they should compete with Netflix. Instead of instead I, of being Blockbuster and doing things the old-fashioned way, or a drive-in, wouldn't, wouldn't a drive-in just, movie company?
2: It, they've missed it. You already have. Are they, they already, already have, a Blockbuster? All right, all right, all right. Well, save have.
1: it, save it. Save it for <laughs> the episode, because I got strong opinions on this. Yeah. I have really strong opinions on this, too.
0: This and, is going to uh, be a big Dave, episode. Do we gonna, know when that's... getting
1: into the other day on this. Yeah.
0: Do we know when that um, episode's going to be? Have we even talked about a date yet?
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll do it in the next... I think in the next two weeks we should do it. Um, what are we do doing we on Monday? Look. We have... Uh, Monday we're doing the Teladoc Livongo episode uh, with Chase, if Chase can make it. And they're, we're going to start doing election episodes pretty soon, guys. So, like, we might... If we can pull together enough research by next Thursday... We might consider doing our first uh, election episode, the first of what will be multiple, because that's just too big not to start on right Man, now. If you
2: thought some people had some opinions about Tesla, there's going to be some opinions <laughs> going on here with the election.
1: Hey, so, um, you know, I you know how I sit here and I drink my bottled water, you know, all, all day, all episode. And I love it. I go through about a case of this a week. So bad. Um, i was I had a meeting with a startup who kind of you know uh made me feel a little bad about it they They were like like hey, every time we talk to you, you're drinking these you drink a lot of bottled water and they kind of like convinced me to to go filtration and I am now we have a filter on our sink, but it's not good enough for me like i don't like I don't like the way the water tastes. I found the most incredible uh filtration system it's full reverse osmosis but it's tankless so it's tankless reverse osmosis it's about 500 bucks you can install it yourself on your sink it's seven seven different filters uh but it's and the reviews are just insane for it is this uh, the thing can, that jason was selling no not at all this is full ro- reverse osmosis water filtration under your sink um, and it and it puts out a quarter of a gallon a minute uh, without having any type of storage tank because normally reverse osmosis is so slow. You have to have a storage tank But there's yeah. new technology. I'll share it with you guys I'll this, share this, it in the next episode. Yeah, no,
0: I, I already found it. This is this is the one that you sent me This is water drop is the brand and this is water the uh, Amazon drop, yeah. link for it.
1: Yeah, like I feel like it's expensive I mean but... this is game change. It's it is expensive. I bought one who thinks that I could install this myself you think I'm gonna pull this off? I'm going to uh, no, I
0: look I looked. It's it's actually the, the cartridges are these the dials in front just pull out and, and put the cartridge in. It's just water in, water out, but you have to have and this is why I don't think I can get one, you have to have a dedicated one of those little tiny faucets next to your main I faucet. Have... You can't you can't hook it up to just go through your main faucet. And I don't want to drill a hole through my marble.
1: Oh, why not? It's just a single time. Like you do it one time, you're done. You should totally really? do that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you should absolutely. I mean, I every you have to do that. I mean, that's just how you do it. Um, anyway, highly recommend. Uh, I'll tell you guys if I'm able to actually get this system in, I will tell you guys. This is don't normal YouTubers like make money for doing this stuff like.
0: <laughs> i want i want to actually see a video of you putting it in if you if you uh do the installation yourself you have to get your that camera would be going
1: the Funniest thing that would be the funniest thing because you know it's not going to go well you know it's not going to go well anyway uh, <laughs> i know it's so, not go well. i just reminded myself dave that we have a crypto thing tonight that is i can't i need to get some a uh, break between these two things so we got to cut off here pretty quick do you want to say all the stuff so we can get out of here
0: do you need me to say all this stuff? I'm pretty sure everyone knows that if you haven't already smashed the like button, where's my like button? There we go. You need to do that because that's how YouTube knows. And if you look at our um, viewer to like ratio, we're not doing very well. So if you don't mind, we need we need the future viewers who are not watching us live to know that this one was a good one. If you thought, if you learned anything or or laughed one time or had any, just even a happy feeling watching this episode... Smash the like button. And let's see if we can get those we, up. Oh, we, already we, going up. We,
1: we are leaving this episode with nothing. I am emotionally drained from this episode. You could at least give us a thumbs up. I, I'm putting it all on YouTube for this episode.
0: You really did. You came so, in hot on this one.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was tired. I was really tired because when even though we had that big win on Vista, I don't like the loss on Fleer, and it really disrupts like my mental health when that stuff happens I, and I, I feel
0: just, like today might be a day that my portfolio outperformed yours on a percentage basis
1: I'm down I'm actually down a little bit because I, I was I don't know why I'm down I feel like I should be up but it's down a little bit so Roku, if you're who me. me
0: today but I'm still yeah, Roku killed
1: me uh, I had a couple other little things or kill me but whatever it's it's been a good week um okay so tonight if you if you didn't get enough dumb money here Today, join us on this crypto thing that I have no idea what I'm talking about or how it's going to all work. But we'll hey, that's all right.
2: They're all people that
1: do know what they're talking about that will be on the crypto show. Cool. Yeah. People, you
2: know, what, people who know once, more than us.
1: I like that. I like that for once I get to kind of just sit back and learn and be the one asking questions that that will be a nice, cool thing to do tonight. Thanks, yeah, to Leon, for putting it together and for inviting us. So but for we now, have that, I'm out.
0: we have oh, a we got We have a podcast. Basically, it's this show just in audio format. So if you're ever not near your computer or phone, I mean, how can you not? Why do we even have a podcast? But we do. If you're into podcasts, subscribe to it there. If you're listening to the podcast, know that we're actually originally a YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Dumb Money Live. That's where you can find us. I don't, we don't, we don't need to go through the whole laundry list. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will, we'll see you tonight on the Crypto Talks. And here's, here's where to get to that. Dumb Money.tv slash Crypto Talks. And we will uh, definitely see you on Monday. Hopefully talking about Teladoc and the livin, livin, Livongo. Li, livon. I don't know how to say it. Is it go? La, Once livongo? You can't say uh, livongo?
1: Livongo. You can say something. Livongo. Livongo
0: we'll see you guys have a have a fantastic weekend if we don't see you before and we'll see you on monday this is dumb money live